Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. The second hour of Oilers Now brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. PCs, copiers, supplies, printers, laptops, IT, plotters, software, and now Digitex can manage your corporate cell phone plans, saving your company money, all your devices managed at digitex.ca. The best part about this year with Digitex is that uh, Hugh Porter took the broadcasters out for dinner in Winnipeg. And Mark, you were wow, and you're not invited. What the heck? To go Jr. Foley on you? You're not invited, Mister. That was that was a Winnipeg. Because you know what? I never got invited to Specs Deck back in the day, and I've only resented. (laughs) Just kidding. You were working at the other station at that time. I'm pretty sure you're probably taking shots at me. So yeah, the odd time. Yeah, well, it's a two way street. Why would that change? Memory of, uh, anyways. Uh, yeah, so Digitex is our title sponsor. This is Stoffer Inspector for the horses. Reminding you, Century Mile. Uh, casino and racetrack opens up April the 1st. The racetrack starts on April the 28th. Alrighty. You can text us at 630-630 on our Heartland Ford text line with over $10 million in new and pre-owned inventory. They're one of the largest Ford dealers in Alberta. Experience the difference of Heartland Ford out in Fort Saskatchewan. Hometown of Kirby Dock of the Saskatoon Blades, who is going somewhere in the top eight. There are four Western Hockey League players. Yes. That I personally believe will go in the top ten. Okay. There is a left-shot defenseman that's better than Morgan Riley at the same age. His name is uh, Bowen Byron, or Byron Bowen. Can you check? The, which Is it Bowen Byron? I keep mixing this up here. Yeah, no, it's Bowen Byron. He, because his dad, <laughs> Sean Byron, played. Uh, Bo, this guy, statistically, if you take away power play points. Bowen Byron. Yeah. Great name. He can skate like the win. He's got a little bit of you-know-what in his game. Good. Okay, a little bit of... Good. Something new in his game that yep. we all like to have. And uh, if you take away, there's a power play quotient that gets worked in for defensemen and junior. Mm-hmm. He's been the best offensive defenseman since Alex Petrangelo out of junior. Because once, really? if you, t- in other words, because he can create an even strength. So, so you, it's a five on five quotient. Good. Right. Good. Okay. Good. So that's one guy. Yep. There's Kirby Dock out of Fort Saskatchewan. Who uh, Saskatoon took a big step forward this year. Colin Priestner, uh, they went through five years where they didn't have enough depth in their lineup. Yep. Basically, they bought the team and took over from the Mullicans, and the Mullicans mortgaged the future to go to the 2013 Memorial Cup and, okay. and spent, you know, they traded away number one picks for two consecutive years and slowly have built that team up. They're actually, been, they've been better than Prince Albert in the final two months of the year. Mm-hmm. So Kirby's playing in, uh, he's a Fort Saskatchewan kid, he's a yep. big right shot center, got some skill. There's a centerman playing for the Lethbridge uh, Hurricanes, playing for Peter Anholt down in Lethbridge, Dylan Cousins, 
Um, mm-hmm. And he's pretty damn good, too. And then there's a guy who went, I think, minus 50 this year with the Kootenai Ice, who were terrible. And who all the scouts like. His name's Peyton Krebs. He was number one pick in the WHL banner draft. So those four guys are going to go in the top ten. Okay. And they might go in the top seven or eight. Okay. Okay, depending upon where the what U.S. What position does Krebs play? He's a winger. Okay. But he's highly skilled, and he doesn't take any crap out on the ice mm-hmm. either. He's Now, he's not big, but he's a little bit dirty. How is Winnipeg going to handle having a NHL, AHL, and WHL team? That seems like a little... Do you know where they're playing? Well, they're starting out at the U of Manitoba Arena until they yeah. build their own rink. Have you been in that rink ever? Yep. You've not been in that rink in how long? Uh, I was down there. I was in it for the Pan Am Games covering ball hockey. What year? Mm, how about 99? Okay. Was that the year the Canadian guy tested? Steve Steve goaltender Steve Vesna's uh, levels were so high that Dr. Andrew Pipe from the Canadian drug water arm said that they were of equine levels. <laughs> Not so, so much steroids he had in his system. So he was short up, shot up with horse strength. He, he had so much steroids, they were of equine levels. Cost the team the gold medal. Yeah. All, right. All his teammates wanted to kill him. That's yeah. the last I saw of Steve Esna, yeah. who was like the great-grandson of George. Yeah. Okay. Something like that. Guess what? They have put no money whatsoever into that arena in Winnipeg. Since yeah, and that been, Western League team's going in there. They're going in there, and it is a dump. So good luck with Kootenai, but Krebs is a hell of a player. Okay. Uh, anyways, these four guys out of the West, we're, I mean, and part of the reason why we're having this conversation, Mark, is why? Because the Oilers are going to be drafting in the top 10 again. Is that why we're having this conversation? It's a possibility that's going to occur, yes. I think we have to be pragmatic. You look at the numbers, you look at the points. Where are they sitting right now in I the don't league? Know. Brendan, can you look it like up for they, us? I think if they drafted tomorrow, they'd be I, seven or eight. I think eight or nine. Okay. So there you go. Um... So what's let's manage the future here, Mark. What, okay. We got nine games left, six at home, three on the road. What's what's practical in terms of Well what are you trying to accomplish? There right? you go. That's what I want like, to know. What so are you trying go to go for it? The floor is yours. <laughs> Hold uh, on a sec. Let me just take this call here, Speck. You go ahead. I'm yeah. gonna step out. Um, hey Daryl, how are you? I'm not sure. You know, I'm not sure how much you can accomplish at this point. Look, listen, Bob, we've watched this team in what I would call and what certainly what basketball people call garbage time, right? Which is that time at the end of the game when nothing really matters. We've watched the team in that in varying lengths of this over the last decade. And I think one thing we've learned is it doesn't mean anything. So on one hand, you say, you know, you should win some games. and I'd like to see Koskinen bounce back and I'd like to see, uh, you know, Tobias Reader score a goal and some things like that. But I think what we've learned, Bob, is it doesn't tell you anything. It's a meaningless time, right? You know what? The only thing that they could do that'd be fun? Be nice if they could find Dreisaitl the six or seven goals he needs here to get to 50. Um, but honestly, we've no one has watched more garbage time hockey than Oilers fan in the last decade. And I think Oilers fan is unanimous in realizing now, even though we've all been fooled a few times, you don't learn anything from it. Uh, not from the end of the year, and you don't learn anything from preseason either. Tell you, you know, uh, right? I mean, we don't know what's going to happen on the management hunt, uh, but I want Edmonton to shop like Nashville, okay? And Nashville doesn't always go in. Now, they have changed a bit in the last couple of years and chased some pretty big whales and trades and that sort of thing, but they right. used to be a team that worked all summer, okay? Yeah. 
and they would sign guys in the third and fourth weeks of July, in the first weeks well, of August. Does, does the Oilers' cap situation not decree that they are that one of those teams? They need to become one of those teams again. Have to be. Who's the best manager Edmonton's had in the last 20 years? The best GM that the Oilers have had in the last... It's hard to know. I don't know. Say Kevin Lowe? Uh, How competitive were those teams when they didn't have a lot of money? They were fairly... Com- they were in the mix for playoff yeah, spots. Sure. They shopped late okay. in free agency. They were hungrier. Right? Yeah. They were hungrier. And and you know what? Now you just have to be smarter. you got to be able to find a... You got to. Like, the, the, the key is to have the eye that can spot a guy who's playing on someone's fourth line that you think can make it on your third well, here's and a, be right. So here's an example. So we know Tobias Reader's a restricted free agent, and let's be pragmatic here. A $2 million contract, hasn't scored a goal all season. Do you think he gets another NHL contract? Because I think he does. Because if I was an NHL GM, I'd say... You, you can d- certainly buy low on Tobias right, Reader. There you go, right? Uh, I already brought up Carr and, and, and Peary. Right there's two guys there. Car, car, you know, Von Carpen uh, would have sold Car on the opportunity in the Vegas organization. Sure, he hasn't gotten that opportunity. Okay, he then that's the perfect guy to, to to look at. Now, the other side of that spectrum is Reader. Uh, frankly, Reader at seven hundred thousand still, I don't want him. Yeah, well, no, he's. I'm not saying for Edmonton. I'm looking at Car, and I'm looking right. for if he doesn't Perry, play I'm better look, than he played this right. year. I don't care what he makes. I he mean, the orders the orders were in on Brooks Masick, who's a top ten scorer. Vegas has got two now. Remember Chicago? They play more games than the guys in Bakersfield play. Okay, but uh, but uh, you know more games. Yeah, I mean realistically, Edmonton's going to need at least three forwards at one million or less, and probably uh, they've got Joel Person who got a little bit nicked up over the uh, Swedish Elite League playoffs. He's on a one-way deal next year at a million bucks. If the plan is to start Bouchard in the minors, and I think the owners want to graduate players from the minors into the NHL, yep. unless they're slam dunks, like you know. Uh, the other part of this... There's I mean, no such thing as a defenseman coming out of junior who is a slam dunk to play in the NHL. I don't think that player exists. Drew Doughty was. Okay. He's just voted the best defenseman by... He's a Norris Trophy winner. Right, but he was ready to play right away. Mm-hmm. Bowen's going to be... Uh, Bowen, uh, Byram's going to be close. He is going to be close. I'm going to tell you that right now. When you can skate like that, the way the league's going with today's defenseman, mm-hmm. he might be able to play right now. I don't think I, I, you know, I look at, uh, I mentioned Doc, and I mentioned uh, the kid from Lethbridge. Mm-hmm. To me, they're going back. Like, they need to fill out a bit, but, oh, you know. Yeah, this, the, they're, this, they're both. the conversation around here can't continue to be, well, where like can Yamamoto, we find. Yamamoto, a 22nd overall pick that was an undersized kid. He, right. you know, where I know, can we continue to find junior kids that can step well, how, right in? But That's they, not how to in, scout. But how has it gone since Keith Kretzky has taken over? Well, has, good, and, has, and what have they done? They've t- they've drafted f- apparently fairly well here, it looks like. Yeah. And those haven't kids have fo- all gone to the minors. And haven't focused on size. Haven't focused on size, sure. And they're not running them into the NHL too soon at this point. Right. So, you know, you won't know. Like, I'm not going to tell tell you that Tyler Benson's a good draft pick till I see him play for a period of yeah. time in the NHL. That's why you can't judge a, a, I will tell a you, Mark, scout for five years, when you're When you're number two in the American or you know, him and Marodi. He's got a great chance. He's got a, he, he's like, got a great chance. Benson has a, a chance to be. I think he'll play. By this time next year, I expect Benson here. I just don't expect him at the start of the year. Okay. I That's think there fair. needs to be a transition that occurs there, and I'd say the same with Yamamoto. And again, Benson to me is closer. Okay. All right. Uh, what about Paul Yarvey? Where's he play next year? Good question. Good question. 
117 in Edmonton. Uh, I'm not sure. He's not an NHL player at this point. Where is Marcus Leto in this? Ah, who cares about the agent? Sign the contract and put the agents. You know how you can block calls on your phone, Bob? Yeah, I, you should I, try that during the show, but I heard your phone go off earlier. That is a fine. Uh, I sign the contract and I block the agent. You wish you got a call from that right? guy. That's all I'm going to tell you. <laughs> Who cares what the agent thinks, Bob? Yeah. You signed the contract. All Shut right. up, agent. Right? 117 at Edmonton. We'll talk a bit about the Oilers' uh, management position moving forward. And we're going to get an update from Brendan Escott on the Sherwood Park Crusaders and Fort Mac and whether or not we could be headed to a Sherwood Park matchup against Spruce Grove and who might be playing in Sherwood Park the next couple of years. This is Oilers Now. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 6.30, Chad. Connor McDavid voted uh, today. Uh, the NHLPA put out their release. Brendan, what were those numbers? Uh, he was voted uh, best forward, over 60%. Yeah, I didn't grab the direct okay. numbers. If that's uh, for, most but. difficult to play against, over 30%. And player you'd start a franchise with as well. Over 65%, and those were the top three in those categories. So who do you think the players think is the best player in the league? Yeah, it's pretty clear that they think that Connor McDavid is the best player in the league. For the record, do you think Carey Price or Marc-Andre Fleury is better? Um, hmm, that's a tough question. I mean, I'll take Carey Price. Okay, because Jack it's loves Mark Andre Fleury. He's a really good goalie. He is a really yeah, good goalie, and we have one. this ongoing discussion. And I, you know, Jack's like, "Well, would it have mattered who was in goal for Canada in the Olympics?" No, it wouldn't have, because they got that team dialed in. All right, I'm gonna put you a bit on the spot here. So you're Bob Nicholson. What do you do here for manager? What do I do? Yeah, what do you do? Well, the first thing I do is is interview people from as many different organizations I can and find out how they do it. Okay. Right? One. Uh, the next thing I do is my, you know, I want to know why they haven't figured out here what the Toronto Maple Leafs figured out a long time ago, which is there's no cap on the front office. Right? The orders are one of the top three or four revenue teams in the league, as I understand. Correct? Right now they are. Well, right now they I'm are. I'm not convinced that's going to continue. There's still a high, high revenue team, and I, I don't think that they spend on their front office and their hockey ops the way they should. How many people do the owners have in analytics, Bob? This is you saying this? Yeah. Well, I don't know, two? Yeah, there should be six, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, I don't disagree with you. And, and, uh, and are sports, there, they got to spend more in sports science, too. Sure. Are there pro scouts... Guys that are there are there pro scouts. Guys that around the league, people look at those names like they did with David Conte, and they did with well, David was an amateur scout, but whatever. Yeah. But they do with uh, Dave McNabb, and they now do Dave, with, now David's a pro scout. In fairness, but he made yeah. his A with New Jersey. Okay, but the point is, these are names out there yeah. that we look at. Al Murray, yeah. we look at. Um, you know, even even uh, Vaughn Carpen is a smart, smart scout. Do the Oilers have scouts that people outside the organization look at and go, "Man, that guy, he's just a fabulous scout." I'll give you a guy. Really, I'll give you a guy that no one has mentioned. Craig Heisinger. With, yeah, that's with, another with the, guy with the Winnipeg. Everybody, Jets. you bring up Zinger's name and people go, "Oh boy, does that worked guy his way doing? up from the equipment man?" He's just a smart. He smart works his nuts man. off. That's why he's good. Right? It's not I mean, just I, work. Lots put, of guys. Work. I put five names out there a spec about a week ago. Okay, and Kelly McCrimmon, who mm-hmm. has been owner, general manager, head coach. Another name. Okay, now assistant GM last three years with Vegas. So I put Kelly's name out there. I put Mark Hunter's name out there. He was with the Leafs. Basically, it was Dubas or him, and they went with Dubas. So he stepped down. He's back with London. 
again, part owner, general manager, not quite as polished as Kelly. Like, Kelly McCrimmon could go in a meeting with 300 people and he could deliver. Mark Hunter might be a little bit... Uh, not, he's not quite as smooth in that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, I mentioned a, a couple other individuals. I, I, you know who I did mention was uh, Lawrence Gilman. Lawrence Gilman? Because I don't see Mike Gillis as being an option, but I do see Lawrence Gilman because Lawrence had to do all the heavy lifting in Vancouver. Lawrence is a really smart hockey guy. Right. You know, he's there's a guy that I would certainly interview for the job, but what I was getting at, Bob, isn't and who there was you hired? One, there was one more, and that was Ross Mahoney out of, out of Washington, who Washington has drafted well late for years. Yep. They've had a systematic re- approach. See, we wouldn't have mentioned Ross Mahoney if they didn't win the Cup. But they win the Cup, and you go, well, you know, Washington's stuck to their guns. Washington's been a good team for a long time. A long time. So that's what you want. But I'm not I'm and not necessarily talking about guys. And Keith Gretzky was the other guy. That sure. I'm not necessarily talking about guys even that are the GM. In fact, I'm None of them have been NHL guys. general managers. None of those five that I mentioned. Yeah, okay. So I, 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 I debate going down the retread school of a Mike Gillis. And I just don't think Mike would be right for here. Mike Gillis? Uh, not a chance, right? Did you see his his draft record in Vancouver? Like you buried that you, team. You brought him up on the Vancouver broadcast. I had calls no, coming no. in that night from. Yeah, you'd no, be no, amazed no. who I had calls. Yeah, what the I, hell are you talking about, Mike Gillis? For yeah, what I said was there are some people who think he might be a good idea because I was on Vancouver TV. Oh, okay. and I said, but he is not a good idea. That's yeah. what I said. Okay, thank you for. He's not a good idea. Uh, but I'm I'm not even talking about the GM right now, Bob. I'm talking about like the GM's one guy, and he's a really important piece. There's no doubt. But the problem, so you're saying Daryl player Cage, evaluation is Dar- a problem Dar- with this organization. Daryl needs to spend more money, is what you're saying. Daryl needs to spend money in the right places. Sure. Yeah. They their front office is not good enough. Their hockey ops are not good enough. So they don't have enough analytics because Shirelli kind of had his own idea of analytics. Yeah, it Just, didn't work. Well, okay. Right. Sure. Didn't work. Whatever he's doing didn't work. Like, look at the standings. It's all I need to see. Yeah. They're not working. He so, made the, and he made the team worse this year as well. well sure, but uh, they don't. Like, I'm just saying that as a hockey guy that gets around hockey and talks to a million hockey people all year long, right we now, talk about names. When David McNabb's name comes up in Anaheim, we all go, oh, boy, that guy, you know. If if Dave thinks that, it's probably true. And Heisinger and all those names we talked about. Do you remember the owners who, don't have any of those can, people. Can somebody text me right now at 6.30, 6.30? Let's see if they remember. You brought up David Conte. Yeah. There is a player. Out of the out of the, the Saskatoon Blades, and he was an unbelievable player out of Calgary, and he'd suffered a significant abdominal injury and only played like five games for the Blades. Yeah, who was yeah. that guy? I forget. Was it Adrian Foster? Was that his name? That's also the name of a running back. Anyways, there was a guy that New Jersey took like in the first, and everybody went, oh, <laughs> because they, they were like, he'll be a third or fourth round pick, and they stepped up. Now, this guy ended up having core issues and never really developed a, but that's how much credibility David or David Conte had at that time like, somebody will text somebody that I remember being at the draft next to Jim Matheson in uh, Nashville and the Oilers traded with New Jersey and New, New Jersey selected uh, with the Oilers Zach pick Parise. Zach Parise and Maddie looked at me and Maddie who knows as I like to say has forgotten more about hockey than most of us will ever know said to me that's bad news because if David Conte and Lou are picking this guy he's going to be able to play yeah well I believe I wrote that piece actually and Zach Parise turned out to be a fabulous player and Mark Antoine had never played it was Adrian Foster right so uh, the pedigree of the guy deciding on who to trade for and who to draft in this organization has flat out been not good enough for 15 years it's got to get better the last couple years Keith Gretzky I think is a real good amateur guy and I like what he's doing with pro work sure Okay. One. 
There we go. It takes about 15 guys, Bob. Sure. Not one. I agree. I agree. But you know what? It has to be a consensus. It is uh, 128. We never did get to it. Brendan, we're going to give you a chance to update us on Sherwood Park. Do you want to stay and interview Ken Lowe with me? You want to hang yeah, up? Yeah, yeah, sure. You want to stay? Specs going to stay an extra half hour. Let's go to a global news weather traffic update. Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.